welcome to the Honey Creative Podcast. Today is part one of a special episode. We are talking about writing poetry, which is one of my favorite things. I invited a super talented young writer named John Armstrong to join me today and answer some questions about our journeys as writers, what inspires us, what imagination looks like, and so much more. I'm so excited to share this podcast with you because it's close to my heart, and I'm also excited to have John's perspective on all of these things as well. We have such different styles and different stories, and yet we have so much in common when it comes to faith and writing. We also take some time out to share a couple of poems that we've each written. So let's get right into part one. Hey, John, thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, absolutely. I love I love this opportunity. I'm thankful to be here. This is awesome. So awesome. appreciate it. Cool. Thanks. I'm really excited because today we have some questions about writing and both of us are writers. Yeah, so we're yeah. just going to both answer them. And I think it's going to be really cool because we just yeah. have such different styles. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we come from different backgrounds and that influences our work. And I love that. So I really want to be able to kind of compare and contrast and, same, and same. talk about, you know, all this stuff and answer these questions. So we'll just get right into it. Yeah, I'm um, pumped. Awesome. I'm going to have you answer first. So the first question is, how long have you been writing? Um, I think the first thing I ever wrote, the first thing I ever wrote was definitely in 2011. So what is that, like eight years? Mm-hmm. Eight years. Um, but I, obviously I've taken breaks here and there, you know, off and on, like seasons where I wasn't writing or times where I was writing like every single day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so eight years. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So I have been writing, gosh, I think the first time I remember really sitting down and writing a full poem, I was probably 10 or 11 years old. And I just remember being like really moved by some life circumstances and just wanting to... I guess, kind of freeze time for a moment because my family was moving from one side of the state to the other. And I just remember, um, I just remember looking around being like, I don't want to leave this place where this is my childhood. Like this is where I've grown up and really needing to somehow freeze that moment in my memory. And so I wrote, um, about that. And that was the first time I think that I ever, ever wrote a poem. Was that uh, was that something that came out of nowhere, or were you like was that something that you feel like was um, a desire of yours over time? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think I don't know. I think that I just intrinsically knew that I needed to express what I was feeling, yeah. and what I was feeling was it was so much bigger than um, I don't know than any other expression that I knew how to use, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Writing almost felt like the only way to get out what I was feeling and, and to even process it, I yeah. guess. That's how, that's how it started for me, too. There was a really big um, – there was just a lot of stuff going on at home, and I think for me um, – that kind of like what you're talking about I was like I need a way to get this out but I didn't know exactly I mean obviously freaking out wasn't the way to go so I (laughs) I turned to writing but what was interesting for me is I feel like I grew up desiring to write like I grew up thinking like oh it'd be so cool to be a writer but I I never felt like that was something I could actually do and then so the day that it happened I was like whoa what in the world like I did not know (laughs) that this was a possibility you know what I'm saying yeah exactly uh 
Because for some reason, you think it's so much harder than it really... Well, I mean, I guess if it's not your proclivity, then you can't do it, right? But for those who are writers or yeah. are creative, like, it's it's not a matter of being able to actually do it. I th- Well, that doesn't make sense, but you know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. Well, yeah, I think... Um you can kind of have this idea of what it would be to write. But yeah, then, because exactly. I always loved poetry and I read like crazy. Yep. I, actually, <laughs> I actually grew up reading a lot of Western novels. Really? <laughs> yes, which is really funny. And, um, but I, there was something kind of poetic. It was set in the past, the Wild yeah, West. And yeah. I think I just loved that. It was kind of romantic. And, um, but I also read C.S. Lewis and yeah, Tolkien okay. and all of that kind of stuff. So I always kind of had that like desire for something like epic and, you know, kind of poetic, yeah. I guess. So I always loved that. And I even loved uh, Shakespeare and I memorized sonnets. And really? Yeah, I know. It's really nerdy I of me. I feel like I only, I read Shel Silverstein. That was about it. Nice. <laughs> like it's, it's in terms of literature, I, I other than that, I was reading like history books and stuff like that. Hey, so. well, that's cool. I think, yeah, there's something. Thing, um, there's something about history that's kind of yeah. uh, drawing to the artist, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, so we talked about how long we've been writing when we started writing. Um, I'm going to just have both of us read um, something that we've written. So we'll just take a minute and we're just going to read a piece each and then we'll get back into it. And they were together. A called and chosen people, on a path towards truth, on a path to receive giftings, sojourners in a foreign land destined for real purpose, journeying towards true hope and raw identity, traveling from dust to glory, from ashes to beauty, though at times you may struggle, you will not be alone. Though at times you'll feel lost, know that the truth is you've been found. When all hope seems lost, trust that hope is the horizon. When times get tough, remember the comforter is your guide. You will not fail so long as you keep your eyes on finishing. The fact that you've begun taking steps has secured your spot amongst the victorious. Let faith now be your vessel. When pitfalls come and obstacles show, faith will take you through it. Don't be afraid to wrestle with God. God's not afraid of your questions. Don't give up until you receive what's rightfully yours. Fear may rear its ugly head, but the loving plans and arms of God will cancel out what has long been dead. The journey is now. The journey starts here. Pick up your pieces, grab hold your brokenness, trade them in for the real you, and get ready to know what this life is about, who God is and what faith is, what shapes this place we face day to day. See the reality behind the real lies that kept you trapped inside destructive paths and ill-fated choices. Mistakes may have been made, but before this journey, watch as each step you take, you simultaneously erase each and every mistake. And the past is replaced with grace. The journey is now. The journey is here. You speak hope into the darkness, starlight born of breath divine. Light piercing through the night reveals your glorious design. This same breath that brought the dust to life, dancing around me like a melody. Your voice wild and sweet it calls, draws me into the beauty of heaven's poetry. Hope kindled like a fire in my soul, its lovely flame so sweet ablaze, sure and steady as the glow of heaven's gaze. 
Joy so deep engulfs this heart of mine. Heavenly symphonies all around stir the heart and move the spirit. And I lean in to breathe the sound. The spirit of the living God moves and flows right through me. The gates of heaven open to strengthen and inspire me. For I am creator's masterpiece, the magnum opus of the heavenlies, the poetry of my God, written on the canvas of humanity. By his breath he formed me, called forth out of dust to live in perfect freedom, abide in hope and trust. Hope's flame ablaze within me, no wind of doubt or fear can dim its light. It's burning ever brighter, its dancing flames assail the darkest night. Heaven's voice beckons me onward as all my fear and inhibition falls, and I can hear it now. Love whispers and hope calls. All right, let's get right back into our questions. Um, so the next question is, what is your creative process for writing? That's a tough question. Um, I honestly feel like it varies. I don't have like a set system. I think in the past when I first started, it was definitely, it was always sparked by emotion. Mm -hmm. Like it was always sparked by this, this absolute need to get things out that I couldn't express via regular language, um, or human interaction. Like, and so I would just write from that place. And I think a lot of really cool, but oftentimes really dark stuff came out of that place. Um, then later on in life, um, my story is a little interesting as far as like my journey, but later on in life, I started kind of dabbling with drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. And so, um, a lot of my writings came from a place of like substance abuse, I think, yeah. you know, whether that was smoking pot or, you know, whatever. Um, because I felt, <clears throat> I obviously don't feel this now, but I felt like it was more, of a creative space to exist in. Yeah. And now I feel like it was more of a lie, of course. But nowadays, I think on the flip side of that, for me, it's really important to pray because I have a huge faith. You know, my, yeah. Jesus is really important to me and I want to always, I guess, make things that have the most impact. And so um, whenever I go to write something, I sit down and I pray about it because I feel like I can shell things out in a matter of minutes if I really yeah. wanted to, but I want it to come not from a place of just pure this is the gift I've been given, but I want it to come from a place of this is the gift I've been given in addition to some sort of like prayerful investment. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. Um, I guess technically my process would be to sit down, have the direction in my heart, and then just pray over it and pray over it until I feel like I can just start. And sometimes I'll turn yeah. a track on like a really, um, like something with a lot of space that where I don't have to fit like a melody into it, uh -huh. just like some background noise or something. Or I'll just go acapella and just write on my phone. But, yeah. Yeah. What about you? I love it. Um, well, I feel like same. Like it. It's kind of changed over time. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say that early on, it was really all about I would feel something and I would write. But now I actually will sometimes just say, "Well, I'm going to write until I feel something." Mm. So that is more of a oh, discipline cool. for that's me um, right now. So it's really just me trying to grow as a writer, I think. And it's really interesting because sometimes I will just grab my phone and my notes. I just have like I don't even know how many, just 
hundreds of little snippets um, in there. And I just sit down and I just start writing. And sometimes it will be absolute, absolutely terrible. (laughs) And sometimes I'll surprise myself and go, oh my gosh, I felt nothing and I wrote something really cool. (laughs) And I think it's easy for writers to go, oh, I have to feel before I write. Mm, But sometimes it's not it's not always like that. Um, but then there's a totally different process for when I'm writing for church or for yeah. something um, like a an opener for a conference or something like that, maybe a poem for Easter, because that's that already has kind of a box for me, which is kind of nice. Yeah, of I actually kind of like that process, and I think some of my best work comes out of that process because... I'm given a topic and I'm given an amount of time, which can be a bit challenging. Yeah, of course. But um but I'm I think same as far as like praying over it and praying over it. So usually I'll have the topic and kind of the idea and kind of everything that's around it so that I know what it needs to fit into. Um, And then other times I'm given one word and one scripture and that's all I have to go off of. Um, But I feel like the process is kind of the same for that. Something will spark. uh, A lot of times I'm very visual. So a lot of times it's all visual for me. Um, So I don't just hear words. I see words. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and I see pictures. And so a lot of what I write has a lot of visual quality to it. Mm -hmm. So it's really meant to cause people to see what I'm seeing. Um, So I think that process kind of, it kind of changes. um, But I feel like with uh, work that I'm doing for church is a lot of listening listening to a lot of different songs like music Mm, a lot of worship music especially like Bethel will really inspire me with um songs and ideas um maybe going out to the mountains if if that's part of the theme or um let's see maybe a lot of scripture I'll just read a lot of scripture and be like okay how can I kind of infuse this into it and then just praying a lot and just my prayer is always that the Holy Spirit would just speak through me. So um, I think the process for that is the most detailed process. Yeah. Obviously, when I'm writing for myself, it's just a little more on the fly. On the fly yeah, yeah a little more emotionally driven or maybe just discipline driven. So, yeah, I think it changes for everyone. Yeah, that's that's really unique. I want to try that out. The um, Like writing until you feel something versus yeah. writing from feeling something. Because yeah. I've never obviously... That's not how I write. Yeah. Um, so that sounds really cool. But I had a question. You were talking, and then as you were talking, you were talking about the box, right? Like, yeah. Let's say you have an assignment. Do you feel like it's easier? Like if somebody were to come up to you and be like, hey, we have this project. Mm-hmm. Um, just do whatever you want versus, yeah. hey, we have this project. Here's what we want it to be about. Here's the emotion that we want. Here's the vibe, like so on and so forth. Yeah. Which one for you is easier? Um. Gosh, I think... It's actually easier for me to write in the box because that's what I've done for so long. Um, There was actually, I mean, I would say it's only been in the last year that I've really started writing for myself again because Mm -hmm. I had only been writing for projects for so long that I'd kind of like stopped writing just Mm -hmm. for myself and I realized that that was kind of hindering my work and I needed to just write for myself as well so um but yeah it is easier to write when you kind of have like a box like I actually did a project um where someone was filming 
Um, actually, my friend Jeff Marsh, he's been on the podcast. He was yeah, filming, awesome. yeah, something for um, the Safeco Field. Well, it's T-Mobile Field, yeah. T-Mobile Park now, yeah. something like that. Anyways, the Seattle right. Mariners. So he called me up and he's like, hey, can you write a poem that we can do like a voiceover for this um, video that he got assigned to do. It was kind of a passion project for him, which was really cool because he loves baseball and everything. So I literally just was like, okay, I've never written anything about baseball, but I just thought about all the times I went as a child and how it made me feel and everything that I knew about Safeco Field. um, And I just sat down and wrote something and it actually came out really easily because I kind of had like the idea given to me, which sometimes um, it sounds not like an artist to say that. I feel like, (laughs) I I feel like, I feel like that's a misconception that even at the beginning of my creative process, I feel like I believed was this idea that creativity is best with no bounds or no parameters But I feel the I feel I honestly think it's the opposite because I think a lot of times what I found and what I think a lot of us can find as creatives is a lot of creativity is solving problems. Yes. And so if you put parameters, it it almost for like it forces you to be creative yeah. versus if you're just like, here's the horizon, do whatever you want. <laughs> totally. It's like, well, okay, I I have no bounds, so I have no clear direction, which then when you put us in that box, then it forces us to kind of this is going to be a poetic statement, right? Because it's not going to make any sense, <laughs> but it forces us to turn a circle into a square. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, Versus, yes. Here's a square, define it. Like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah. You know? No, that's so true because I actually have a project right now that someone's given me and they're like, you just do what you do. And I'm like, yeah, you it's like, can't wait, what? Tell me like, that. Yeah, I'm that's like, my least favorite. Those are my least favorite projects. I'm like, you're not going to like it if I do that. Yeah. Like, I want you to give me at least a word. At least a word. Yeah. One word. That's all I'm asking for. Like, one word, maybe a scripture to go with mm-hmm. it. Um, so I'm like currently trying to create a box for myself yeah. in that. Um, and to present that and say, hey, can this be like <laughs> our word or whatever that I kind of focus on? Because, yeah, it's um, it's a lot more difficult because mm-hmm. I feel like they do all the legwork for you when mm-hmm. they give you a box. You know, they've done all the the research and the I feel like the hard part, you know, because yeah. if you're just going, OK, well, I literally have no. I have no guideline here, so I could do anything, which as an artist, for me, that's hard because I'm like, I could do a billion different things, but then to take it down to one is so much harder when I'm choosing that one myself. So it's a good challenge, but it's definitely harder. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's see. Next question. All right. Oh, actually, this is literally what we were just talking about. How does writing for a project differ than writing for yourself? Uh, I think we kind of hit it. Is there anything else you want to add? <clears throat> um, yeah, I feel like we kind of beat that one to pieces, but I don't know. I think writing for myself is just astronomically difficult than writing for a project. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I think I'm more susceptible. Like when it's a project... I can, even if I feel like I have no direction, I can at least squeeze something out. When it's for myself, I'll literally sit there and stare at my phone or stare at the page or just stare at the sky. And I'm like, why can't I put out what I'm trying to, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's this weird difficulty, like almost like there's no one to impress, but still at the end of the day, you, 
at least for me, for some reason, I have this weird debilitating perfectionist mentality Mm -hmm. where if I can't perfect or I can't fully articulate or define what I'm trying to say, then, well, I'm just going to stare at this page until, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, that's not, it's, it's, I wish I could, I'm, I'm, I want to try what you do where you just write until you feel versus like having the perfect thing to say. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That is a huge challenge for me too, actually. And I think the timeline really helps. Mm. Like give me a date that this has to be done and I will deliver every time. But if I have, even I have my personal Instagram and if I don't have like a set um, time when I need to post, which I've kind of not done for a while, I end up not doing it because I don't have a timeline and I don't have, I guess, that accountability to get it done. Yeah, so, absolutely. So sometimes you're just kind of a little more like floating in the wind with that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of write on a whim and then you stop and you never finish that poem or um, something like that. So it's definitely, I feel like a timeline is definitely easier for me anyways. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you um, in the moment lose the motiv- like motivation so Almost like uh, almost like a creative ADHD. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll get really inspired in a moment, like in an instant, and then I'll start writing, and yeah. then it's like in my mind, I know it's this this all encompassing, like pretty large piece. Yeah. But then I'll get like a third, or I feel like a third of the way in, and then I just lose all motivation. I set my phone down. I'm like, I'm done. Oh, totally. Yeah, okay. Totally. Yeah, that's happened lots of times. Or I'll get really inspired, but I'm like on a trip with some people or I'm, you know, just in a group of people or I have a timeline, something that I have to do and it distracts me, it kind of pulls me away. And I'm kind of like feverishly writing notes in my phone because I'm so inspired. This happened to me. Um, I was on a girl's trip. Um, I have, I'm the oldest of like 12 cousins. So the younger cousins we take on a trip every time they graduate. So we did one two years ago when my sister and a couple of my cousins graduated. And then we did one this year when the youngest of the girls graduated. And it's so much fun. But we went to the ocean and I was just so inspired by the ocean because it's one of the most inspiring things for me. Yeah, it is. And so I'm literally like feverishly writing, like typing things in my phone and trying to be present. (laughs) But I'm like, I have to write this down before I forget it, before I lose my inspiration. Because I feel like sometimes I will literally wake up with words in my head and if I fall back asleep or don't write it down no, right away, yeah. I'll forget it. And then, yeah. then in the morning, I'll be so angry that I forgot yeah. My, what I had written. I've lost so many poems because it like happens right before I'm about to fall asleep and I don't yes. have the energy to turn over and yeah. write it down. <laughs> or I'm in the car and I'm talking to somebody yeah. and I'm like inspired in an instant from something and I'm like, I can't text because I'm driving and yeah. then I can't like give it to them and speak it to them. Yeah. And then also like they're talking to me. So I'm trying not to like, <laughs> yeah. you know, be unpresent. So it's, yeah. Oh, There's, totally. Totally. My favorite are the ones that happen when you're alone in the car and then you grab the voice recorder yes. instead of typing it all out. Yeah. That's kind of nice. I've done that for sure. Yeah. So that kind of flows in the next question. What inspires you? Huh. That's, that's a difficult question too, for it some is. reason. Um, I mean, obviously my faith, I think my faith is the foremost inspiration that I have, um, in terms of 
I'd say like a positive inspiration, like something that motivates me to create something that has impact or has influence that leads towards a positive result. Um, And then I'd say the biggest, I I honestly, I'm kind of a melancholy writer sometimes I feel like because I get inspired by the disaster, especially like social injustice. And not in the sense that I get inspired like, oh my God, I love the fact that people are killing each other and I love (laughs) the fact that people are hurting all over this world. No, no, no. Obviously. Yeah, Yeah, in the sense that like I look at that stuff and it makes me want to say something and do something. Yes. And I feel like right now I don't have that many options yet. And so the one option I do have though is to write about it and then perform it or go to an open mic or, you know, like that's doing enough in this point in time in life so um really motivated by my faith I'd say like the characteristics of God and the things that he's done for humanity the things he's done for us like his sovereignty his goodness things like that scriptures obviously um and then and then just the I guess the crap that we see that Mm -hmm. needs to be spoken about that needs to be talked about that needs to be um exposed yeah that's so good um, I think, I mean, just like you said, faith hugely inspires me. It's, I mean, it's most of what I write about, I think. Yeah. Um, I definitely get inspired by, um, by sad things too. It's kind of that melancholy, I think is very sad. I've definitely written quite a few things based on, you know, things mm. that are tragic, mm-hmm. um, quite a few things have been inspired by family members that I've lost Mm. or um, just pain that I see in Mm. other people. Um, But I also am super, super inspired by nature. And it sounds cliche to say that, but um, I don't know. I just see God is just the ultimate artist. Like there is just poetry everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I... I love in Ephesians 2.10, it says, um, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And that word workmanship in Greek is actually the word poema, which means poetry Mm -hmm. or um, like a a masterpiece that an artist puts all of themselves into. Um, And I actually have that tattooed on my arm. No way. Because um, it's just so profound for me. Um, because I, I'm super inspired by people as well. Yep, so, absolutely. Yeah, conversations with people mm-hmm. or just watching what they're going through in their life. I have a lot of natural empathy. And mm-hmm. I I think that sometimes I feel what other people are feeling. Yeah. And that um, allows me to kind of be inspired and yeah. um, even write things that maybe aren't me. So maybe I will write them and be like, oh, I didn't really feel, like I don't really feel that, but I see that someone else does, and Mm -hmm. so I wrote it based on that. Um, I also write a ton when I'm going through hard times. Yeah. So when I'm really going through some struggles or um, even like bitterness or struggling to forgive someone, I write a ton. (laughs) I think it's just my way of processing all of that. Um, But yeah, I love getting inspired by conversations. That's Mm -hmm. probably one of the biggest things. Sometimes I'm like, 
like, I need to file that away because I love, like, literally one time I was having a conversation with someone and they said something about who we are in Christ. And just those words in Christ was like, oh my gosh, I have to write something about that, you know? Just those two words inspired me so much in the middle of this whole big conversation that had nothing to do really even with (laughs) what I was thinking. But um, it was just so inspiring, and I ended up writing something about that. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Inspiration comes from everywhere, I think. Yeah. How do you, like, what are some things that do you, like, how do you maintain your inspiration? Ooh, that's You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think you have to feed the fire sometimes. Mm. And I I think sometimes especially when you're when you are writing about something that is tragic or sad, I think that especially you have to feed cuz you can kind of get back in the routine of life and kind of forget the pain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that you have to kind of go back into that feeling and if you pause for a little bit or take a break from your writing and have to go back into it, you kind of have to get back into that same place. And I know some people will describe it as headspace. I actually feel like it's like a different place. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but, um, and I, yeah, I just feel like it's a totally different space. Even physically, I just Mm. am a different person when I am really processing that grief or like writing it down. Um, and I kind of have to take myself back into that when I keep writing about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I see what I see where you're coming from for sure. I think there's like a creative, um, pocket that we can go to kind of, you know, yeah. in terms of like putting things out and stuff like that. It, what, which is really interesting. Cause then when you think about that, you think about the, the person, right? So like, if this is, cause obviously you have pieces that or just for you. Yeah. But then most of the stuff is for other people. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to think about if you're in that space or if you're in that place, what is not just inspiring you, but what is fueling you. You know what I mean? I think yeah. your your podcast talks a lot about like the health of creatives and like mm-hmm. what like that looks like for creative to not only just be creative, but to be healthy as they create. Yeah. And it makes me think about the fact that as a creative, if we are unhealthy and we are called to be voices or I guess platforms for people to come and be inspired or to be motivated or to be moved. Then if we're operating out of a place of unhealthiness, then we are just spreading that sickness or that toxicity. Right. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So it's interesting when you talk about that place that we have to go to, because sometimes we have to like go to, sometimes we have to, talk about unhealthy things, but from a healthy place. And I think that's the hardest part for me is like learning how to talk about unhealthy things, but from a healthy place. Like, and I think a lot of creatives would disagree. I think some, some like there's, for example, there's a whole category called slam poetry and it's just people pissed off and (laughs) cussing people out. And, And I think it's beautiful. And I think there's like a lot of really raw and talented individuals that are spearheading a lot of really great movements doing that stuff absolutely but i know at least for me i want to be able to speak about unhealthy things from a healthy place like at the end of the day when i close my notebook or i hit the power button on my phone or i finish the open mic or i finish the performance i want to feel i want to walk away with levity not like more bitterness i don't want to be foaming at the mouth still you know what i mean so it's like yeah i don't know yeah, how can you write about dark and sad and 
hopeless things from a place of hope. Mm, yep, that's, exactly. That's a huge, I think it's it's an interesting thing. And I think that there's not a lot of people who can. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be, I don't know, not to sound prideful, but I think that there is a gift upon certain people who have that gift of writing that are mm. able to use empathy to go into that space, but mm-hmm. then come out and be unscarred from it. Mm-hmm. Because I think some people would get lost in that place. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I mean, even for me, it can be really hard to come out of it sometimes. Yeah. And it can take me a couple hours to be like, oh, right, I get to be happy and play with my kids now instead yeah, of being kind of in that like dark place. I, um, I remember, though, I was writing something for our ladies' conference, and I had to write something that was um, kind of wistful and, and happy and very, um, I don't know, lighthearted, but also very deep, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was happy but deep and hopeful um, and dreamy. And then I had to go right into writing something that was really hopeless and mm. really, um, you know, kind of that, God, where are you? Why have you left me? Mm-hmm. I feel so alone, that kind of um, that kind of piece for the same conference, the same opener, and I only had a certain amount of time, so I literally did it in a day. And the same day, I'm writing about these two totally opposite yeah, things. Crazy. And I was like, convinced that I was not going to be able to do it because I had been thinking about this dark piece for a while and I knew what I wanted it to be like but I was like I don't know how I'm going to get there I'm in a really good place right now yeah, of course. I don't feel these things and so I wrote the easy one first the happy one first and then I was like okay god I'm just going to start writing I ended up writing two different pieces mm. um for that spot in that same day. And they were vastly different styles, but really the same emotion. And so it was kind of this weird revealing moment for me of like, oh, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I just have never tried before, which I think was a really good like growth thing for me to kind of realize like, oh, I do have that ability to kind of get into a place because I have been there in the past and I may not be there now, but I have been depressed and I have been sad. And so now I need to go back in and feel those feelings without them actually touching my heart, you know, and taking me back down that hole. Yeah. It's almost like, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's almost like creating a character. I think that's what's cool about poetry is you can, you can write from the perspective, like I could write from the perspective of like some middle-aged like white woman in Europe you know what I mean like I I don't I'm that's not who I am that's the farthest thing from me but with enough I feel like research and empathy you can essentially write from anybody's perspective you know what I mean relatively speaking which I think is really cool yeah it's it's awesome and I I think that ability to have empathy really changes the way that you write and mm-hmm. if you can tap into it, especially, I think most writers have it and they just have to kind of like tap into it and and feel those feels yeah. <laughs> and experience it and write. So let's see. Um, the next question, how do you use your prophetic voice when you're writing? It's mm. a great question. Um, I think... That's been more of a recent thing for sure as I've, you know, like developed my faith and 
walked with Jesus a little longer and begin to pray, you know, because the Bible says, you know, pray for the gift of prophecy. Yeah. Um, begin to pray for that. I feel like, uh, I feel like, it's uh, uh, an interesting question. I feel like for me, it goes back to leadership. Yeah. So like the greatest, you know, leaders bring solutions. They don't bring problems or issues. And yeah. I think a lot of writing especially poetry, like we kind of just talked about, can be issues. Yeah. And I think a lot of writers come from the standpoint of, here's an issue, look at it, like, right. versus I think writing from a perspective of being a leader where it's like, here's an issue, but we can move towards this solution. Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? And so like writing from a solution-based system, I think can, I think can, I think God can use that to to be prophetic, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, I think he can speak yeah. prophecy into that. I think like if you're in that space with him and he's writing with you and, and you're writing for him and you're writing from the perspective of, I don't want to just speak about issues, I want to speak about solutions, yeah. then I think yeah. that prophetic solutions can come out of that, you know? I yeah. think people can hear it and go, just like a song, like when they have those prophetic worship moments and it's like... Not the funky ones where it's like, God's speaking new scripture. And it's like, no, what are you talking about? But <laughs> yeah. but like the prophetic moments where it's like confirming what God's doing or what God's yeah. saying or what God's like, how he's moving. I think that that's the place that at least that I like to get to is like, I'm doing this not just as a writer, but as a leader. Like I want to essentially be a leader of thought, a leader of people's emotions. Like I don't want, not from like a freaky, weird, like mm -hmm. I want to control your mind, but like... <laughs> In the sense of like, hey, like here's a here's a problem, let's move towards a solution. Like here's yeah. the issue, but instead of just being mad or bitter about the issue, I'm there's got to be a solution. So here's do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, was, I don't know if that like but. yeah, like what does God speak about this problem? Yes, because exactly. Obviously, our words are just words, but yeah. when you have the Holy Spirit kind of downloading the solution to you, like you said, mm -hmm. um, you're able then to share that. I think that's amazing. Hmm. I think, um, I think for me, there's not really like a, it sounds really like mystical <laughs> to be like prophetic voice, you yeah. know? And I think a lot of people don't realize that they have that ability, whether they have ever used it or not, because hmm. all it is, is the Holy Spirit speaking to you mm -hmm. and speaking truth and speaking solutions and maybe it, I mean it's all founded in scripture mm -hmm. so um, I mean anything if you have a prophetic word that's not founded in scripture then it's not a prophetic yeah, word you know it's not it's the prophetic Holy word Spirit. At that point. yeah <laughs> exactly so I think there's a pretty easy scale to kind of you know measure what the word is does mm -hmm. it line up to scripture and if it does mm -hmm. then it is from the Holy Spirit and now how do I use my natural voice in conjunction with that prophetic word? Mm -hmm. And I think that's like for me what I do, like how I kind of use that. Um, you know, like you said, you see the problem um, and then you have a solution for it. Mm -hmm. And then you use the natural gift that God gave you to infuse the two. And yeah. I don't know, for me, that's it's just it's not it's not that mystical and scary. And I think yeah. a lot of people kind of mystify it, but it's really not. It's really just what is God speaking and how can I say it using my voice? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I like this question because I think that um, it changes 
the way that you write. Yeah. yeah, it changes the way that you think about writing. Mm-hmm. At least it did for me. I know when I um, first, the first time I was ever asked to write something for church was for an Easter service. And I wrote this thing and it was, um, you know, it was within the box that they gave me and kind of using the scripture. And um, I brought it and I was all excited. And my leader was like, hey, so this is like all about you. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that's just how I write. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, well, you're going to be this is going to be for a congregation. Mm. So I need you to take this whole second half and get rid of it and rewrite it Dang. so that it fits the the congregation and wow. not it's not for you, it's for wow. them. And so that was like a really powerful moment in my life of realizing what writing in the prophetic was was it's not just for me, it's yeah, for others. And not to say that sometimes the Holy Spirit won't speak to me and I'll write it down and it will come out in the form of poetry and it is just for me, but it's a different thing, I think, when you're, you know, when you're writing for a congregation. Because then all of a sudden I'm going, holy cow, I can't just rely on my voice. I mm-hmm. have to seek the Holy Spirit in yeah. this. And honestly, I think that's all it is, is just asking. I mean, God said if you seek for the Holy Spirit or ask for the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, he's not going to give you something else. Like yeah. if you, you know, ask for a meal, he's not going to give you a scorpion or whatever yeah, it says father, in that scripture. Sure. Um, yeah, just ask, you know, like, hey, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking about this? Like, what are your thoughts on this and how can I write them down? So that's how I would answer that. No, that's real. If you like the podcast and were encouraged by today's episode, we would love to have you subscribe, share, and comment. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Honey Creative. And while you're at it, be sure to follow John at John K. Armstrong. And next week, we're going to have part two of this podcast. So make sure you join us then.